Daily Hustle. Soy Enrique Barrenes. Y presidente es la mejor cerveza. No abate por no the network. Miguelito Sandiaguito, a.k.a. Bobby Ball. Not with us today, but dead or alive, job or no job, you know we're going to come on here and properly salute our boy. Yes, 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 yes. Woo. Here we go, folks. A very pleasant good morning to you. And Giuseppe Pepe Manuele, I appreciate the call. Uh, I'm not sure if he realizes that I'm live here on the Daily Hustle. Let's check on the watch. Yes, I am live on the Daily Hustle, Giuseppe Pepe Manuele. Can you see me? Oh, Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Great news, he says. Would you like to break the great news in front of our uh, tens of thousands of listeners all around the world, including John Emmanuel Ramos Henderson from Makati City? I love it. So here's the great news for uh, all of your Daily Hustle fans. Uh, we have a new sponsor for both Deuce and Lyle and Snipes and Strikes, betonline.ag. And so we are getting the contract paperwork done. And we're bringing on two new sponsors because we have the number four baseball show in America and the number five hockey show in the United States of America, motherfuckers. Ah, you look. So look, man, you're like you are. You we're trying to like limit the swearing a little bit, and then you come on here and you drop motherfuckers. This is fantastic, Joe. I'm glad. I'm glad you're sticking to our roots here. I thought. I thought it was. It is appropriate. That's who we are, man. All right. Bet Online AG. Is that the name of it? Bet Online AG. Bet AG. All right. Say it. Bet Online AG, one of our title sponsors. And let's not forget KT Tape. That's right. Hit the QR code because they are all over this as well. Skin prep wipes. Uh, to make sure the skin is clean. And then we go for the pro oxygen tape. Go ahead and fire this bad boy on. All it does is promotes blood flow to a certain area, promotes recovery. It's really simple. I mean, it's the same thing the foot reflexology board does. And if you haven't picked up a foot reflexology board, get one now. They're back in stock. They will not last long. They have been out of stock for like a month. We've had all these back orders, but we're in stock. Order not one, not two, get 10. Hand them out to your friends. I used to do it. The story behind the foot reflexology board, by the way, it's very simple. I used to buy them at the Express Bar, and I used to have one when I was traveling back and forth with MLB Network. I used to have one at my apartment in New York. I used to have one at the house in Half Moon Bay, one at the house in Tahoe. I would have one at the office at MLB Network. That was just four, and I actually would have one. Like, for example, I have one footboard that is by the Daily Hustle stations, I like to call it, downstairs. And I have another one just sitting in the middle of the fucking creek. So, look, I'm not going to promote or pimp shit that I don't use. It just won't happen. That's why KT Tape is such a fantastic sponsor. And here's the funny thing. KT reached out to me about a potential sponsorship. I'm like, yeah, let me... Like, can I use it? I've never used it. Like, I've seen it. 
and then explain it to me. And so once I learned about it and then used it, I was all in. And don't forget the Chafe Safe, maximum chafing protection, fast application, sweat, and water resistance. So as Giuseppe Pepe Manuelli mentioned, we are on a bit of a roll here. We have the fourth ranked podcast in baseball. And this is after only a month of being on Apple Podcasts. So first and foremost, thank you guys for downloading the episodes. That's how you get them, I imagine. Uh, we've gotten thousands of downloads. And to see the growth and the fact that we've been grinding at this for at least two years. And I think that one of my favorite quotes Giuseppe Pepe Manuele has ever dropped, and I've heard this before too, is that it took me my entire life to become an overnight success. This doesn't just happen. Like even a podcast like this. So from the Daily Hustle perspective, and we're getting some downloads, hundreds, and it's nice. But in order for us, I think, to get to that next level, we just, I think there's an element of honing it in, if that makes sense. We are all over the board. Look, I think first and foremost, I've always said this, we're a life optimization podcast. The problem with that is that if someone's going to look me up and be like, dude, why the fuck am I going to listen to this guy when it comes to life optimization? Those who don't know, those in the inner circle will be like, hey, man, this guy's got some education. He's got some experience. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to him. So I think going forward and just for the Daily Hustle's sake, I want to focus on sports, specifically baseball. We're going to have this time here over the next few weeks where baseball is going to be at the forefront. But let's not forget, guys. We are on here yesterday handing out fucking free NFL picks. Uh, giving you guys under bets. I mean, you could have taken that thing, put your entire life savings on it, and doubled everything up yesterday. The funny thing is, I didn't even watch the game. I was watching the Phillies and Braves. But I do know the under hit. And this was one of the rare times that Giuseppe, Pepe, Manuel, and I, we bet together, by the way. I Look. Couples that bet together stay together. And so we're running a business here. We think it's really important. Joe liked the Chiefs to the over. I'm like, dude, no, 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 no. The Broncos to the under. Now, did I like the Broncos in the 10 and a half? Not really. What I liked was the Broncos on a teaser getting 16 and a half. And then taking the OU, jacking it up to 53 and a half. That's what I really like. Now, I don't even know, it's funny, how the weather was. But I spent a long time talking about it yesterday because with the wind, and I've heard quarterbacks relentlessly talk about this, it's not the rain, it's not the snow, it's not the cold weather. They really have trouble throwing in the wind. And with the systems, and this is where the Stormy Burns education comes into this, the chief meteorologist here at No Filter Network, the system was going to roll through there, whether it hit Kansas City directly or not. And so with that was going to come all sorts of extreme weather, including swirling winds. So last night, 
the Phillies polished off the Atlanta Braves, and you just felt it. You just had this feeling that the Braves didn't have a chance. And I don't know if it was the Arcia thing or not, and Bryce Harper getting pissed, or it is the home field advantage that Philly has. Nick Castellanos was on MLB Network last night talking about home field advantage and how real it is. There's no question about it. It is as real as could be. The energy that they are producing in that stadium is so next level. I heard the guys talking about it last night on the set of MLB Network. By the way, Greg Anseger, Chris Young, a former teammate of mine, and Dan Plesek have really, really enjoyed watching you dudes. It's been an absolute pleasure. But Greg mentioned something about the fact that, hey, he remembers, say, in 2009, 2010, that era of Chase Utley and Ryan Howard, Jason Worth, the Phillies crowd being into it, but not like this. I don't know if it's just that the HD has gotten better, the ratio of sound that's radiating through the TV. One of the things that is becoming very trendy right now is replaying these big moments with no announcers. And they are electric. I'm just not sure you could have done that before. Now, again, it just has to do with technology and everything else. I'm sure you could have, right? But if it would pop the same way it pops now. So, anyhow, Nick Castellanos, two more homers last night, giving him four in two days, and he becomes the subject of today's daily hustle. That's right. The electronic email communication goes out each and every single morning now before the Daily Hustle podcast. It gives... Uh, the great people at No Filter Network, a fantastic description of what I plan on talking about through the course of the show. And it also helps, obviously, organize my thoughts uh, for all of this. And really, with all these things, they have some underlying messages that should help us in our lives. Buenos dias. Go to ericburns.com, by the way. If you want to sign up for the Daily Hustle email, it's worth it. Today is Friday, the 13th, 2023. Friday the 13th is considered by many in American culture an unlucky uh, day and can occur up to three times a year, as it did in 2015 and will again in 2026. This year, however, there is only one Friday the 13th, so let's embrace the day and the mystique that surrounds it. According to Stress Management Center, 17 to 21 million people fear this day, making it the most feared day in U.S. history. Ironically, in Spanish-speaking countries, Tuesday the 13th, Martes 13, <laughs> just sounds creepy, doesn't it? Happens to be their most feared day. Regardless, we must all remember that our thoughts are forever creating our reality. So let's make sure we maintain our relentlessly positive 
daily hustle mindset, and absolutely dominate the day. While many others around the world fear Friday the 13th, let's make this bitch our fucking day. Daily hustle quote, courage is fear that has said its prayers. Daily hustle translation, faith equals courage, courage equals action. Yesterday, the Phillies displayed all sorts of faith as they eliminated the Atlanta Braves in advance to the NLCS, where they will face the Arizona Diamondbacks beginning Sunday. Nick Castellanos hit two more homers, giving him four in two days, and then proceeded to give one of the most uncomfortably awkward, yet very deep, I think at least, interviews after the game on MLB Network. When questioned what he was thinking about when he took flame-throwing right-hander Spencer Strider deep for the second time on a 100-mile-per-hour fastball, his answer was nothing. When asked what it feels like to now be a Phillies legend, Castellanos' answer was, am I? When questioned about the team and what makes the group so successful, Nick said, we have a lot of good humans. And a lot of common interest. Look, Castellanos is clearly a man on a mission who is beyond dialed in and was not about to let his success, newfound fame, or any post-game interview take him out of that zone. Lastly, when asked in this nationally televised interview, not on No Filter Network, I might add, about how naturally fit he seems to be in Philadelphia. He finished... The interview with this. I like to fuck with Philly. Oh, well, apparently he likes to fuck with all of us. So I'm still not sure exactly how to take the interview. But for shits and giggles, let's try to explore three things I think we may have learned. Number one, Nikki C comes across like an arrogant asshole. A complete and total prick. That clearly gives zero fucks. Number two, he's a man on a mission to maximize his individual and team performance at all costs. And regardless of how anybody perceives him, he's doing a hell of a job. Number three, most importantly in all of this, and a major silver lining for me, is that Nick seems to be a great dad and his kid Liam is actually the real star in the making. Liam's positive energy is wholesome, infectious, and radiates tremendously through the screen. Join the live interactive Daily Hustle with the link below or catch later in the day on Apple, Spotify, Caffeine TV, Fubo, or wherever else you choose to consume this content excellence. P.S. After only a month up on Apple Podcasts, Deuces Wild has rapidly climbed the charts and is now the fourth-ranked baseball podcast in the United States. Thank you. All right. So, Castellanos gave this interview last night. And the only thing that I could think is, what a dick. It was really harsh, man. And on top of him talking to the MLB Network guys, he did the post-game interview on the field with the TBS guys. Now, I never saw it because I watched the game in Spanish last night. No joke. But his post-game interview on TBS, the reporter asked him 
a questioner. He basically set Nick up to just go and talk about whatever it was. And Nick looks at him. He goes, where's the question? So I don't know if he's made it his mission to be an asshole to reporters or he's just really an asshole. I'm going to say he's made it his mission to be a dick to reporters because when you watch him interact with his kid, he's great. And I also like judging parents by their kids' behaviors and actions. And it just seems like, and I don't know this. I mean, I have no clue. But the kid seems like a great kid. So I'm going to give Nick the benefit of the doubt. On top of that, bro, if he doesn't want to be a nice guy or he's not a nice guy, I don't really give a shit. I need Nick Castellanos, if I'm a Phillies fan, to continue to produce and swing the bat the way he is. I would just caution him that one day this is going to end. And then he gets to decide where he wants to go with his life and what he wants to do. So when you are very curt with reporters and uh, extremely short, even with Dan Plesak or Chris Young, those are bridges that you might be burning. And look, dude, if you do it to me, I'll get over it. I will remember it, though. But it doesn't mean I I won't say forgive down the road or anything else. Every single day, we have a chance to make an impression. Every single day, we have a chance to basically show people uh, who we are. And even if he is messing around, and I think there's an element of him messing around 100%. I truly do believe this. But you've got to be careful. Because... Maybe he doesn't want to do a thing in baseball afterwards. But I can tell you from being someone who's interviewed someone before. I've had interviews like that. And I walk away just thinking to myself, like, no interest, man. Like, I will have no interest in ever talking to this guy again. And Nick Castellanos, look, he's the star of the hour. And, and rightfully so. But why... Am I, what, 30 minutes into this thing? And I still haven't talked about what he actually did at the play. I mentioned the four homers, but, dude, the guy took a slider, hanging slider, buggy whipped it a million miles down the line, and then his next at bat against Mr. Strider takes a 100-mile-per-hour fastball and fucking turns on it. That's the shit we should be talking about. That's the only thing we really should be talking about. So my advice would be give them a little more. And especially when you're talking to former players, don't come across like a dick. I apologize if I'm misreading this. I just don't think I am. Watching several interviews across multiple stations, Look, you could give him, I don't know, maybe he's gone to the Marshawn Lynch school where 
What was it that Marshawn Lynch just kept saying? I was like, I'm, I'm just here to, I'm just here for the what? What, what was it? Anyhow, uh, good morning to you, Pete. I just opened the chat for the first time, and yes, any chance we do do a manager's corner? The IG post yesterday, I put it up there. It's so fantastic, and I took the old video of Earl Weaver manager's corner and he was talking about i did the first one he was talking about what was it uh, the pitcher stanhouse and so stanhouse he was saying how shitty he was and how he wasn't good for his health because every time he came in out of relief in relief he would he would, he would give Earl a heart attack, and then after the game, they're smoking. I found this picture of Earl Weaver and Stanhouse smoking cigarettes together. Earl's in his underwear. It's one of the best pictures I've ever seen, one of my favorite baseball photos of all time. So, yeah, that was fantastic. Go to IG, my Instagram account. It's at eburns222 to check that out. Okay, the Phillies will... Now play the Arizona Diamondbacks. I mentioned that series is going to start on Sunday. Nope. Never mind. It says Sunday, Texas is at Houston. So I guess it's going to be Monday will be game one. The Arizona Diamondbacks at the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, and then that will be game two of Texas and Houston, a battle of the Lone Star State. That's got to be a fun time in Texas. And then the Diamondbacks rolling into Philly. Do they have a chance? You're damn right they have a chance. So, look, we'll see what happens. But if there is a team that could go into Philly and just completely upend everything that they have going on right now, I truly believe it is the Arizona Diamondbacks. All right. On another note here, Rob Gronkowski makes his stance clear on men and women's sports. Quote, there's really no argument. We haven't talked a ton about this on No Filter Network, and it seems like this would be the appropriate place to have this sort of discussion but the article reads last month nfl great rob gronkowski was asked point blank should men be allowed to play women's sports gronkowski was walking through the u.s capitol when a daily caller reporter asked the former tight end the question the four-time super bowl champion shook his head for emphatic no and remained silent gronkowski did not provide explanation at the time, because he says there isn't a need for one. The New England Patriots legend says it's obvious it should not be allowed. There's really no thoughts to really even share. It's the obvious, Gronkowski told Fox News Digital in a recent interview. There's men's sports for men. There's women's sports for women. It should just stay like that. It's just as simple as that, man. There's really no argument. There should really be no conversation about it. How it's been is how it should be. 
Men play men's sports. Women play women's sports. It's as simple as that. It's really unfair if a man went to a woman's sport and played it. It just doesn't really make much sense to me. The 34-year-old retired after 11 NFL seasons. Gosh dang, he's only 34, huh? And winning four Super Bowls, three with the New England Patriots and one with the Tampa Bay Bucks. All of them with Tom Brady throwing to him. Gronk was a five-time Pro Bowler and four-time first-team All-Pro. In his final season, he had 802 receiving yards in a dozen games played. All right. Let me take a sip of coffee before I get into this one. (laughs) Fantastic, as always. Look, I get it. We're living in unprecedented times when it comes to men wanting to be women or cats or whatever other animal creature they want to identify themselves as. We also live in a world where women want to identify themselves as men or cats or whatever other animal species they desire. Cool. Do not care. Totally behind it. You want to be a fucking furry? Be a furry. No big deal. But guess what? If you're a dude and you're a furry that happens to be a female furry or identifies yourself as a female furry, you still can't play women's fucking sports. It's as simple as that. You're dealing with testosterone levels that are way higher than the other women have. You're bigger, you're faster, you're stronger as a species. There's a reason why for all these years we've had Men's sports and women's sports. And just because you want to tuck your penis in between your legs doesn't mean that you get to compete in women's sports. I'm not saying this because I have anything against any transgender. I don't care about your sexuality. What I care about is fair competition on a playing field. It's that simple. So, going forward here, It would be asinine if there was not massive regulation in saying that if you were born genetically a male or born genetically a female, that's the sport you have to fucking compete in. That's it. End of discussion. We don't need to talk about this anymore. Like Rob Gronkowski said, this is common sense. This is logical. And for all the Men that all of a sudden want to go compete with. Look, show up at your men's race in a one piece. I don't care. Nobody cares. And I don't care who you're going home with afterwards. None of this bothers me. What does bother me is thinking that you're special. And because you're special and you're going to do shit differently, then all of a sudden... You think it's okay to go and try to dominate a women's sport? This is stupid. It is so fucking ridiculous that we haven't laid down a standard for this yet. 
universally across the world. This needs to be understood. So, obviously, this is something that has gotten under my skin a little bit. I actually considered, and I'm still considering, going to my Halloween party as that transgender swimmer. The one taking down all the medals. I don't even know his name. But, could you imagine? I just, yeah. Yeah. As ridiculous as that sounds is as ridiculous as the fact that we haven't gone ahead and figured all this out yet. Uh, one of the articles I came across as we transition, pun intended, was about Brock Purdy. And people are finally starting to realize how great of a quarterback Brock Purdy is. So much so that there was actually an article in the Wall Street Journal. And if it'll come up here, I'll get to it. But it was about how the NFL's most valuable player makes less than a million dollars. Isn't that nuts? The NFL's most valuable player, Brock Purdy, definitely a contender to win the MVP at least. The quarterback of the Super Bowl favorite, San Francisco 49ers, uh, it says what makes him so outrageously valuable isn't just that he excels at most important, the most important position in football for a team expected to vie for the Lombardi Trophy. Top quarterbacks command contracts with over $50 million annually. Purdy gets paid less than a million. There isn't another player who contributes so much and gets paid so little. <clears throat> As the lowest paid starting quarterback in the NFL, Purdy highlights the type of extreme market inefficiency that propels teams forward towards confetti showers. Since improbably taking over as a 49ers quarterback last year as a rookie, he's undefeated. He's 10-0 as a starter in the regular season. The only thing that has beaten him is an elbow injury he suffered in the playoffs. By any metric, Purdy's performing like a superstar. He's completing 72% of his passes. That leads the league in passer rating. When Purdy threw it for four touchdowns in the Niners' 42-10 blowout win over the Cowboys on Sunday night, it only further cemented his rise. Brock is playing as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Star Niners pass rusher Nick Bosa said. Striking gold. San Francisco quarterback Brock Purdy has the lowest salary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they show it here. Uh, Joe Burrow, by the way, is the highest paid quarterback in the league. His average annual salary, $55 million. Tua. I mean, he's got a, look, he's at 9.72. Bryce Young's at 5.21. And then they have the, uh, I guess the lowest quarterback rating is Daniel Jones at 71.7 as opposed to the 123.1 of Purdy. This guy's a modern day Joe Montana. I, I've seen nobody like him. I just haven't. And it doesn't mean I haven't seen anybody 
Look, Tom Brady was Tom Brady. I think he's sort of on an island of his own. If you look into the championships, Joe Montana will tell you that Dan Marino was the best quarterback. When you actually just talk about quarterback, take away the championships and everything else. Fortunately or unfortunately, we're going to judge quarterbacks on the championships. But Purdy has more of that Montana feel where he goes out there and whatever it takes to get his team to victory, that's exactly what he's doing. And so I just think that Purdy, if you're the 49ers and you obviously see him making a million bucks, haven't we seen enough? Isn't the time now? Let's give this kid some security. If you're an insurance agency and you obviously have to take in the risk factor of playing football and the fact that the next play could be his last. But I would be so willing to make a bet on Brock Purdy that he is going to earn hundreds of millions of dollars in this game. He's young too. Young. He was a rookie last year. So he's a man of faith. He is not a guy that you're just going to get caught up into the scene. He is humble. He says and does all the right things. There was an article the other day comparing him to a fucking AI quarterback saying, like, is this guy real? That is literally uh, how good he is. So, Niners, let's lock him up. Whatever it takes. I can't imagine a dude that's making under a million dollars is going to hold out for the Joe Burrow contract. No. But let's get this guy dialed in, making fucking whatever it is, 20, 30 a year progressions, certain amount of guaranteed. Might guarantee him 100 and then have that thing progress where, man, he could end up making $300 million in the deal. Right? I, I think that would be fair in this and I, I don't know football contracts all that well we could try to get ryan tolner on here who's one of my best friends rep one head of rep one sports ben roethlisberger's agent uh, this guy's I, I mean he's got i don't know probably 50 different nfl guys specializes in quarterbacks jared goff uh being one of his guys so would love to get him on here and potentially talk about it you know what, Tolner? I think let's do it. Uh, another article I got right here says Tom Brady to unretirement. Question from Mr. Beast. Oh, I love Mr. Beast. A guy that literally, you want to talk about committing to the process, starts making these YouTube videos, just random YouTube videos, and then figures out that if he gives away money, then people are going to pay attention. And then he would raise money and then give money away, raise money, give money away. And then all the money he was making, he was still giving away. Now this guy's a YouTube fucking sensation. The most successful YouTuber, I believe, ever. Like, he's right at the top of the list. Anyway, it says, Tom Brady will not be coming out of retirement to help any quarterback needy teams this season. Brady has not played 
an NFL game in nearly a year and he doesn't plan on suiting up again. His latest comments on staying retired came from his Let's Go podcast with Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald earlier this week. Man, we got to get this thing on No Filter Network. Huh. When their guest famed YouTuber Mr. Beast tried to get Brady to say he would unretire. Quote, I'm not coming out of retirement, Brady said. I can't tease that. My parents would call. My kids would call. They'd kill me. I wouldn't be around by tonight. He's got to be right. Brady joked that he used up all of his unretirements. Well, he only did one, right? I think that was basically it. So, a couple other things hitting the wire here. Let's hit the sports section that we want to go over. Uh. Colorado two-way star Travis Hunter could return for tonight's game against Stanford. Okay. Awesome. According to ESPN's Pete Thamel, Hunter will be monitored during pregame warmups, but the expectation is that he will suit up for the first time since the buffs in week three, their win over Colorado State. There's a questionable cheap shot. That took place. The guy who did it, the kid from Colorado State, was getting fucking death threats. Like it was, it was really, really bad. So good to see him back. Look at this. Here's a crazy article. Forty-three minutes ago, Cardinals players, coaches targeted in armed robbery at the Dominican Republic Academy. Players and coaches in the St. Louis Cardinal organization were reportedly robbed at gunpoint at the team's academy in the Dominican Republic on Friday. According to MLB insider Hector Gomez, armed men broke into the Cardinals complex and robbed money and jewelry from the players and taking them out to their rooms and holding coaches at gunpoint. What the fuck, man? Bob Nightingale says Cardinals president John Mazalock released a statement regarding the robbery saying this was Scary on many fronts. Our players and staff were shaken up, but not harmed. No one was injured, and we will reassess our security provisions immediately. I mean, you have to. That's the big thing with the Dominican is that you do have a shit ton of crime there. Every one of the guys, by the way, that I played with, all the Dominicans, all the Dominicans, every one of them, would walk into the clubhouse and they, boom, they take their pieces out and they put it in the gun lockbox. Not kidding. It's crazy. It's a little bit of the Wild West. Now, at no point did I ever feel unsafe there. I don't know if it was because I was naive or what the deal was, but I would travel the streets to Santo Domingo freely. Didn't even think about it. I didn't drive in the country because I had no interest. These guys, they drive like fucking psychos. Red lights, green lights, like all, it's all suggestion. Don't ever, ever assume that you're going to go through an intersection on a green light and like all's good. So incredibly dangerous driving conditions and the crime, it's there. When you have a lot of their population is living in desperate times, in different, you know, desperate times basically create desperate situations and 
when you have nothing to lose, they don't give a shit. They have to do whatever they have to do to survive. That's the mentality. That's what gets scary about the third world countries. And that's obviously, you know, what we're seeing in the whole Israeli situation is I, people in Gaza are like, they have fucking nothing to lose. They live for this. Read a whole article about it. Definitely not going to go there and don't want to get into it. Uh, it's a, a place I'd like to think we could come and release ourselves from all that. But it's very real. You have to fear the man that has nothing to lose. All right. World Series 2023. It says, what are the top players saying amid the MLB playoffs? Um, the... Quote, this is the best baseball we've played all year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see where we're going with this. Zach Gallon, everyone stepped up, ready for the moment, prepare. I mean, these are just, I thought we were going to get tweets and live reactions from other Major League Baseball players, but apparently not. Um, Pete Alonso, 2024, will define his Mets legacy. Next contract, Amid, MLB, trade, rumors. Alonzo's got a he's, – he's Mr. New York. I don't think Mr. New York, but the polar bear is a staple in Queens. As much as they tried to win this year, it just didn't happen. They actually were playing some pretty decent baseball down the stretch. But going forward – don't think that this is going to be this massive trend of smaller market teams taking out the big market teams. I know the ALE struggled this year. They did shitty in the postseason. As a matter of fact, the top five teams in Major League Baseball this year, the top five records went one and 13. So does that, what does that mean? Look, historically, it's the worst they've done collectively as a group. I was listening to... ESPN radio this morning, Mike Greenberg's show. But one of the guys on Greenberg's show was making an argument. And he made a fantastic one that if you don't like this, and obviously the top teams don't like it, they're out. If you don't like it, that means you don't like baseball because baseball amongst all the other sports is the one sport where anybody on any single given day could take the other team down. Even if that team is significantly better, it doesn't matter. The margin between bad and good in major league baseball is a team averaging one win every three games and two wins every three games. Think about that. The worst team in Major League Baseball still wins a third of their games. The best team in Major League Baseball only wins two out of three. And so when you look at the other sports, mainly the NBA, I want to say it was like 72% of the time when the NBA will have a series against a team with a lesser record, 72% of the time, the team with the better record wins. In football, it's 60-something percent of the time. And then in baseball, 
it goes all the way down to 54 fucking percent. 54. So if you're the Dodgers and you want to bitch, if you're the Braves and you want to bitch, you're the Rays and you want to bitch, you're the O's and you want to bitch, you got to bitch about baseball because it's not changing. And even though it was a small sample size, you guys get ousted in a best of three or a best of five, there's no telling that if we raise that to a best of seven or a best of nine, that you guys actually would have prevailed. I do believe that sitting for a week and not playing 100% does not help. It hurts and it hurts badly. But don't hate the system. You got to hate the game. Rob Manfred has been quoted as saying that he will look at the situation and reassess going forward. This is only the second year of the new system. But if changes need to be made, they will be. A lot of respect for the commissioner for the quote-unquote changes that have happened with baseball. He has obviously proven he is on the forefront of doing what's right for the game. If this makes it a better product, he is all in. So, anyhow, let's get rolling here because we don't have a lot of time. We'll go great quotes, great leaders. 54 seconds as my, before the buzzer goes off. This is really cool. Says Eric toward greater success and enjoyment, Dad. He gave this to me right before he passed away. Oh, uh, let's see here. It's kind of randomly go. It has all these great leaders: Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson. We got Mother Teresa, George Washington, Martin Luther King. Walt Disney. Let's do a little Walt Disney today. Walt Disney, the pioneer of animated cartoon films, displayed his creative talents at an early age. His interest in art led him to study cartooning through a correspondence school, and he later took classes at the Kansas City Art Institute of School and Design. In the late 1920s, Disney recognized the potential for sound in cartoon films. He produced Steamboat Willie. Love the barking dog. He produced Steamboat Willie, a cartoon short equipped with voices and music, and the character of Mickey Mouse was introduced to the public. During the economic hard times of the 1930s, Disney's cartoons captivated his audiences. His body of work firmly established him as the unparalleled master of feature animated films. Walt Disney was the recipient of the 40 of 48 Academy Awards and seven Emmys. His creativity ingenuity and ability to bring his fantasies to fruition continue to enchant all ages quote if you can dream it you can do it all the adversity i've had in my life all my troubles have strengthened me you may not realize it when it happens but a kick in the teeth may be the best thing in the world for you when you believe in a thing believe in it all the way implicitly and unquestionably the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing that's it folks everyone have a fantastic weekend we'll be back with a daily hustle 
on Monday. Do me a favor, please. I know Deuces Wild is killing it, man. We got to keep uh, the daily hustle alive and well and firing. If you could, please write a review in the Apple podcast review section. Give it five stars if you're feeling generous. Send it to a friend. I like to think what we do here is pretty cool. That's a good way to start the day, a blend of sports, life optimization, whatever. So, anyhow, I greatly appreciate if you do that. And same thing with Deuces Wild. Once again, thank you for getting us to number four. Now, let's, let's keep going. We ain't stopping at four. I expect to see this thing at one in a very short period of time. Enjoy the college football and NFL weekend. And then back at you Monday, reviewing that. Texas and Houston game one on Sunday, and then we'll have the Diamondbacks at the Phillies on Monday. Of all the shows, that was certainly one of them. That's it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.